Morning all, it is Wednesday, September 21, Big Sports Breakfast, Sky Sports Radio, and a very good morning to you wherever and however you are listening. We have a bumper show today. Dick Fain, of course, after 6 o'clock. Jared Crouch, Sydney Swans Premiership player from 2005, just after 6.30. Pengilly, Damien Cook, ahead of yet another preliminary final for Cookie after 7 o'clock this morning. Uh, we've got Dean Young, the Cowboys assistant coach. Brad Davidson, Dean Bulldog, Richie, Alex Brosk as well. A Network 10 commentator, of course, former Socceroo and Sydney FC striker with the Socceroos playing New Zealand. is the first of, uh, well, two friendlies tomorrow night, that game is. But uh, we're looking ahead to these prelims. Lance Franklin spoke yesterday ahead of the Swans grand final. All happening, Loza, morning to you. Yeah, morning to boys. Um, yeah, looking forward to the AFL grand final on Saturday. Um, Swanee's taking on Geelong. The Swans would have got a big boost yesterday, bouncing into training, knowing that Buddy's committed to them for another 12 months at least. He was 50-50 on the decision whether to run around or not, but uh, I reckon that he'll be primed for a a big game in the grand final, but taking on Geelong, who have been a a wonderful club. Um, They've always been there or thereabouts, even though they've only won that one premiership in the last decade, but... Yeah, Chris Scott's done a remarkable job, as has John Longmire, to take the Swans to their fourth grand final. So um, we're all hoping up here that Sydney can win and hopefully add another premiership uh, trophy uh, to their cabinet. And then we move on to the rugby league and what some good games this weekend. Um, you know, Parramatta up there in North Queensland taking on the Cowboys. The teams were announced yesterday. You've got South... Taking on Penrith, um, this big juggernaut from out west, Penrith. They're going to be hard to boot. But South coming to the semi-finals the first time in a couple of years with Latrell Mitchell in their side. They've got a couple of injury concerns. We know that Avili is out. Jai Arrow has confirmed that he'll definitely play. And Alex Johnson, there's still a bit of doubt about whether he'll take the field or not. I don't think there was too many surprises in the announcements of the teams. Um, but we wait over the next couple of days and hopefully both sides go out there as... As, as named, and we see a couple of good semi-finals. Pup, morning to you, mate. We're waking up to an Aussie victory in India overnight as well in the first 2020 international in a very high-scoring game. Six for 208, India posted, and we ran them down. Uh, got there with four balls to spare, and uh, Cameron Green, top of the order. He's not even in the squad for the 2020 <laughs> World Cup. 61 off 30 balls. Matthew Wade, 45 off 21. Tim David did make his debut as well. Came in at number three, four, five, six. Came in at six, 18 off 14 balls. But morning to you. Yeah, morning, boys. Morning to our listeners. Uh, yeah, good win from the Aussies. Uh, India in India in any format. Be- beating them is a good start, good sign. So, again, um, really positive leading into this T20 World Cup. India will be disappointed losing at home. Um, yeah, Cameron Green um, continues to get better. Can bat anywhere in the order. We've seen what he can do with the ball and in the field as well, Mido. So... Um, I wonder if the Aussies are just questioning not having him in that World Cup squad. Had a pretty good uh, short-form uh, one-day series as well. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's The advantage of someone that can bat bowl field in T20 cricket, I reckon, is so important. And when you can bat anywhere in the order, uh, he's got a good technique, he's got good power, uh, and he's in good form. So uh, interesting to see uh, what they're thinking. But in regards to the result, spot on for Australia leading into this World Cup, which is not far away now. Jonathan Thurston, Cowboys legend, pouring the pressure on Parramatta. He says the pressure is on Parra because their premiership window is closing, he said on 100% footy last night. So 
uh, some of the ex-players getting involved now, pouring the heat on. That's what we want to see ahead of a couple of big preliminary finals. But there is this feeling around Parramatta that it's now or never loss. Well, yeah, I mean, when you look at this team and you look at who's moving on at the end of the year, you would suspect that it could be uh, their final chance. You've got Rude Marnie moving on. You've got Isaiah Papali uh, moving on. And they've been two wonderful players for this club over the last couple of seasons. They go up to Townsville where they haven't got a great record. It'll be warm up there. Uh, while it won't be at the hottest part of the day, the humidity will be, be massive um, and the Parramatta side, in particular, their big forwards will feel it at some stage. They've got to be able to to start fast and and play well. This is a difficult game to assess because I think both teams at their best uh, are capable of pushing Penrith, um, but I'm just unsure of which way I'm going to to lean in this game. Um, Parramatta, I've always thought that they've got the game style to beat Penrith, but I just haven't seen it consistent enough. Uh, the Cowboys, I think the week off has certainly helped them. I, I think it's helped them. There were signs there in that first semi-final that I thought, ooh, they may be coming to their end of their run here because both teams in that game conceded 30 points. And when you're conceding that many points in the first week of the finals, um, that's not good. Um, but they are at home. They've had a week off. They've got a number of players that were exposed to state of origin this season but it might be just a bit too uh, much for them this this year. But I, I, I honestly, I, I, I don't know. I, I don't know which way I'm sort of leaning yet in this game. I'd like to be on Parramatta. I think they've got the more experienced team. But the week off is probably a massive advantage for the Cowboys and playing at home. Playing at home in those conditions, you would think that they will will, will be hard to beat. Yeah. And uh, they're still slight favourites in that market. Uh, as of last night, $1.72. Parramatta, $2.15 in the market for that game. And uh, about 60% of the hold is for Parra, though. That's no surprise. Always popular with the punters, uh, particularly funny league punters during the week. Love to back the outsider. And then the money comes for the favourite as you get closer to kickoff. You see it nearly every week as far as the holes are concerned. In the AFL grand final, though, Loz, avalanche of money for the Cats. They're $1.55 into $1.47. The Swans, two forty-five out to two seventy. Eighty-three percent of the hold is for Geelong. I'm a bit surprised by that. Mm, dumb I. I, th- I thought Sydney's performance last weekend... They were great. I mean, the last quarter, sorry, uh, they were just hanging on, but I think they would have taken a lot out of that game. And in particular, if they get to a lead, not to try and protect it. I think that's one thing in sport teams try and do too much. They get in front, they try and wind down the clock, but in today's environment in league and AFL, you can score really quickly. Um, So that's a good learning for the Sydney Swans. But taking on this Geelong team, they've got plenty of firepower all over the paddock. And I suppose, you know, you know, parochialism down there in Melbourne. Um, you know, they're more into it than what we are up here in, in Sydney. Um, and Geelong have been the standout side all season. You know, they finished the home and away season, I think, two games clear of the next best team. Um, they've got superstars right across the ground, um, Dangerfield and Selwood. And, um, you know, those two guys in particular have been leading the way for a long period of time down there at Geelong. They drive the standards. Uh, but, you know, the Swannicks, they've, they've, they've achieved well this year. They get one more crack at it. Buddy re-signing throughout the week for another year. 
uh, they'll go into this game giving themselves a real shot at winning another premiership. Just back to Parramatta, I don't know if you saw Denny Widely uh, did an interview with Isaiah Papali'i last night on Nine News. I'll tell you what, Tigers fans and Tim Sheens and Benji Marshall, eyebrows raised again. I mean, it was put to him, you know, about his future and going to the Tigers next year. Then he put it to him. He showed little enthusiasm. Little enthusiasm. He said, there's nothing I can say about my future at the moment. I hardly have... Well, he's having a regret. He's having a regret <laughs> signing with the Tigers. And why wouldn't he after seeing the season the Tigers had? But the Tigers have him signed to a contract and without their blessing, he's going nowhere. He's going to have to go and play with the Tigers unless they can come to some type of an agreement um, where they release him. Um, but again, the other side of it too is that he might have been just saying that I just want to focus on this game. I'm not distracted by what I'm doing next year. All I'm about is being all in with Parramatta, trying to win this game, get through to a premiership and try and play as well as I can to deliver this club before I leave a, a, a premiership and, and get a premiership ring myself. But it doesn't sound convincing that he wants to go, but the fact that he signed a contract and the Tigers will hold him to that contract means most likely that if he can't come to an agreement with Tim Sheens to be released, then he's he's going to have to go. He's got to go, Clarky. Got to oh. go to your club. Don't sign the contract. But that's the other thing as well, like... Uh, you get to a stage where, you know, teams release players because they think, well, we don't want them to come with that attitude. They don't want to be here. But the other thing as well, he might, he just mightn't want to say anything now to stir, whether it's, you know, just an article leading into what Parra's got. It might just be, let me just leave it for now and worry about it at the end of the season. But there's no doubt if he's if he's not jumping for joy, there's obviously concerns. He's obviously changed his mind, but. Yeah, if I'm Tim Sheens or the Tigers, I'm saying, mate, you signed a contract. You better enjoy it because you're coming. Fish and clips. Headline, Mac Page, Daily Telegraph. Bunnies urge to whack Panthers super boot Cleary. And a big picture there of, uh, well, his big protector, I guess, James Fisher-Harris. And uh, Mark Spadcarrell interviewed for this article. And he just says, go out and whack him. Easier said than done, Loz. Yeah, it is, and you've got to be Such careful. Such a spud thing to say. Yeah, oh, I love spud. I love spud. And he's correct, though. He's correct. You've got to try and apply pressure, but it's a difficult job being able to do it. And they do have those blockers in place, Penrith, and you've got to have inside pressure. That's the key. And the people on the inside are your forwards. And your forwards, they do a lot of work. That's, that's the issue with it. So you've got to have someone or a couple of players just take it in turns and they're going to try and harass from the inside. Because if you don't harass from the inside, what it does, it leaves you open to Penrith running the ball. So if you come from outside in, you leave yourself exposed because if they all of a sudden decide to run it, so if you're the foreman, so you needs a back rower and you decide to come outside in to put pressure on Nathan Cleary, the winger is back for the kick along with the fullback. You leave yourself with two men on a long side of the field, so that's that's why you talk about inside pressure for a kick. If you if you chase from the outside in, you just leave yourself exposed. And the hardest job in rugby league is for a forward, in particular a middle, a tight, when they've made three or four tackles in the in a row and you've carried the football. It's all right doing it early in the game. 
But as the clock starts to get 10 minutes, 12 minutes, 14 minutes into a game, can you consistently still get off the line and put a Nathan Cleary under pressure? And that's what they talk about with, with, with it being a one percenter or a, or a team sacrifice. You've just got to be able to do it. And Parramatta didn't do it in the first week of the finals. But this is going to be a big focus point for South Sydney and whoever plays, if in fact Penrith go on and win, um, you know, whatever other team comes up against Penrith this year, they're, they're just going to have to try and focus and get their big forwards to put that pressure on him. Back page of the Herald, get ready, sweat, go. And as I mentioned at the top of the show, Jonathan Thurston on 100% footy last night in the Herald as well today, turning the heat on Parramatta, saying, well, their premiership window is closing. The pressure is on them. And uh, yesterday, Brad Arthur, well, he was adamant that his players would go crazy, in his words, if they went to Townsville early to acclimatise and they've been turning up the heaters in the gym this week, they've been uh, training in the hottest part of the day as well. But I love Reed Marnie's comment as well yesterday. You go there, put the boots on, and play footy. Simple as that. Uh, yeah, I, I like that mentality. Uh, but unfortunately, when you run out there, uh, you notice it and you feel it. And it's a big shock to the system. And you've got to get your second win very quickly. And you've got to start well. And these big Parramatta forwards, this is a reason why I think that Parramatta need to, you know, be able to start well because the Cowboys will look to keep the ball in play. They'll look to run Parramatta around and try and get their middles under pressure. And their middles play a lot of football compared to some of the other clubs. You know, Campbell, Gillard and Junior Paulo play long minutes. So if you're the Cowboys, you're trying to expose them and try and get their bench players on a little bit earlier. I was going to ask that, Loz. Does their bench change because they're playing in the extra heat? I think they're going to have to, Clarky. But again, it'll come down to, you know, controlling possession. It'll come down to not too many turnovers. Mm. But Parramatta being brave enough to play that style of footy too. Mm. Um, you know, they've they got to back themselves with the football. And if they can complete around 80% and play the type of football we've seen when they're at their best, uh, they'll they'll challenge this this Cowboys outfit. But if they... It, it, you know, it, with these conditions up there, you just know it's going to be hot for big blokes and they can get a little bit loose around the middle. Their forwards are probably going to have to um, shoulder the workload a touch more, those guys coming off the interchange bench. Um, because as I said, they, they play long minutes, Campbell Gillard and Junior Polo. But I reckon in these conditions, they might have to have a, a rest, more, more of a rest than what they do when they, they play down here because it will be stifling. Uh, South Flyer racing clock for Penrith Showdown. Also back page of the Herald and Alex Johnston will be given until Friday to prove his fitness. Uh, no Jackson Powell in the ex- extended squad. So it's either Josh Mansour, the veteran, former Penrith player, of course, or Richie Kenner to replace Alex Johnston. Gee, it sounds like, it sounds like he won't play, Loz. Well, yeah, it's hard, isn't it? Because you, you, you run the risk of Alex playing, injuring himself early, leaving the field and leaving your team with, only, with, with a man down and 16 players. Um, and then, of course, you've got, if you win that game, you've got a grand final the following week. But what do you do? You've got to roll the dice at some point in time. I reckon if he's 80, 85%, he'll play. Um, but if he's no better than that, I, I think they'll leave him on the sideline. But it's a big risk to take guys into a 
final, a high-pressure game with injury, you'd nearly lean on the side of caution here, I think. I think you, if, he, if he can't stretch out, you've got to go with a fit man. You've got to go with that fresh bloke and hopefully you can get the job done and he's back the following week. Uh, also, back page of the Herald, NRL clubs miss out as Tars sign rising star. So uh, rugby's finally kept one. Uh, for now. For now. Yeah, that's a good <laughs> point, Clarkie, because uh, he's only signed at the Waratahs until the end of 2024. So this is Max yeah. Jorgensen, 18-year-old kid. You've seen quite a bit mm. of him playing footy. Loz, uh, son of Peter Jorgensen, who played for the Wallabies, but uh, then went on to play for, of course, the Panthers and the Roosters. Yeah, he's a good young player, Max. Um there's plenty of NRL clubs chasing him, and I've got no doubt that he would have played first grade next year if given an opportunity. He might have played a lot of games, but he would have certainly played a game or two for the Roosters uh, or the Bulldogs or whoever were, were chasing him, um, um, and those two clubs were. But going to Rugby Union, I think he could you know, certainly make his mark with the Waratahs in the next couple of years, and then obviously with the Wallabies... You know, in 12 months, 18 months' time. Uh, now, Buddy, big feature of the papers today. Back page of the Herald, never say never. Buddy could play beyond 2023. The headline there is front page of the Australian. Go again, Buddy. Shows he knows best. I've definitely proved them wrong, haven't I? And on the back page of the Australian, evergreen Buddy gets last laugh. So Lance Franklin spoke yesterday after he signed that one-year extension. And he didn't hold back on those who questioned his initial nine-year deal either. The 35-year-old noted the knockers who said he wouldn't see out the deal, saying, I've definitely proved them wrong, haven't I? The AFL in particular, remember back at the time when Andrew Demetrio was at the helm, of course, he was furious. And the reason was they wanted him to go to GWS big time. Mm. The Swan swooped at the last moment. And uh, he also revealed yesterday, buddy, that he was a 50-50 chance to retire this season. And he denies ever speaking with Brisbane. So uh, it was either retire or go again with the Swans, it seems, in the end. But uh, he was uh, pretty happy to stick the boot in. And I've got to say, I was one of those people. I-, I didn't think he'd get through the contract. So very, very happy to be proven wrong. No, but he did miss two years of footy. Good point. <laughs> well, he, it's not as if he played 20 games every, all those years. He, he missed a couple of years of, of football. So he's got his body now right, which is great. Um, and he's got through the nine years, uh, but he did miss a, a large portion of a couple of seasons there. He didn't play in 2020 at all. He played 10 games in 2019, didn't play, well, 2020, yeah, the pandemic year, didn't play a game, and then 18 games last year, 22 this year. So, yeah, 19 and 20, yeah. they were the two years that he was pretty well hampered at the yeah. Swans. But, you know, he's been in a couple of grand finals with the Swans. He's been a superstar. He's kept them on the back page. Um, and, you know, you ask the Swans and they will tell you he's been worth every cent. Not only uh, what he's been able to bring through the gates, but also with merchandise, um, you know, television ratings, all of the numbers that the front off- office measures it by. Uh, he's been a wonderful success for Sydney Swans. Absolutely.